Welcome to the second episode of Motivated Missionary. Before I say anything else, I want to give a huge thank you to everyone that listened to my first recording and for those of you who left feedback. I cannot tell you how nervous I was to post that first recording. I was absolutely scared out of my mind. So to be given so much encouragement was really something special. Today I want to talk about myself a little bit. Not because I think I'm special, but because I think that by sharing my story, you'll be able to relate to some of the feelings that I've had. And so you can begin to understand who this weird-looking kid is who decided to name himself the Motivated Missionary. Let me begin by saying that I'm not your stereotypical missionary, and I never thought in a million years that I'd be where I am today. Although I did grow up in a Utah home with faithful parents who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, for as long as I can remember, I absolutely hated going to church. The idea of having to dress up, sit in metal chairs, and listen to old people tell me what to do for three hours on the weekend because this guy named Jesus said we had to, frankly, ticked me off. Sure, I guess I would say that I believed in God and Jesus, but to me, they were nothing more than abstract beings who looked for specific reasons to punish me if I didn't obey their rules. This hate of going to church followed me into my teenage years, and the topic itself was the center of most arguments in our home. I remember one argument in particular where my mom and I were going back and forth about why I needed to go to church as she shared her desire for me to go. I remember looking at her and saying, You want nothing more than for me to go somewhere I hate and where I'm extremely unhappy. What kind of mom wants that for their kid? I only remember a few other times she ever asked me to go. I began drinking, trying different drugs, and of course I did what every teenage kid wants to do who is trying to be rebellious, I vaped. So just a quick side note, for anyone thinking that all of this happened because I got in with the wrong group of friends, I want to make it very clear. When your mom asked that cliche question of, if your friends jumped off a cliff, would you jump too? She was talking about me. I'm the stupid friend who always jumped first. So I barely graduated high school and decided to go to college at Utah Valley University. Not because I really wanted to go to Utah Valley University or go to college in general, but it was either that or get a full-time job. So my first semester, I failed all four classes I was taking and was fired from a job I was training in because I began a habit of drinking a bottle of NyQuil before bed and would sleep in until about noon, then go through a vicious self-hate cycle, which always led me on a trip to the liquor store. I really wanted to be better. I did. But at that point, I was so lost, I didn't even know what better looked like for me. I remember I called my dad one day in tears because I, I just felt like such a failure. And after some words of encouragement, he got me a job doing some low-voltage electrical work for one of his subcontractors. I did that for a while, then was offered a job to do glorious summer sales selling pest control in sunny Malibu, California. But it was what happened before moving to California that changed my life. My mom asked me one day, out of the blue, if I would like to go on a three-week trip to Greece with her, my sister, and I to do humanitarian work in refugee camps. Okay, I had seen the pictures of Greece on fangirl Twitter pages. So I was like, you know what, I'll go. Do it for the gram. It wasn't until later that I found out it was sponsored by the church. We had scripture study every day, 
and a devotional type meeting every night. And we prayed over absolutely everything. So due to my too cool for church mentality at the time, I was extremely uninterested in all the quote-unquote churchy stuff. However, there was this girl. Now I'm not going to give names or get into specifics because I don't want to embarrass anybody. But she was gorgeous. So our trip to Greece ended and I made my move to California. But I remained in contact with this girl. So I'd been there for a couple weeks when one night after I got back from knocking on doors all day, I decided to give this girl a call. We talked for a while and slowly the conversation got onto the topic of religion. I'm not entirely sure how it got to this point, but I remember a comment she made along the lines of, I would never seriously date anyone unless they were a member of the church. Now, I barely knew this girl, but that comment made me so mad. I thought, what is it with people liking this church stuff? Why does it even matter? And that thought stuck with me into the next day until I decided I was going to do something about it. Because I already knew I wanted to change, mainly because I was sick of drinking and nicotine made me nauseous as can be. So I came up with a plan. I decided that I was going to prove her and everyone else in the church wrong. I was going to start saying prayers day and night. I was going to throw away my cigarettes and cut up my fake IDs, stop drinking coffee and tea, and I was going to show everyone that by doing so, nothing in my life would change because surely God doesn't care whether or not I drink coffee or pray. So, that's what I did. And that is when my life changed. In three weeks, I went from wanting to take my name out of the records of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to telling a bishop I had only met one week prior that I wanted to serve a two-year mission. I began to know and feel of the literal love that God has for me. And for the first time in my life, I felt like I had divine guidance. I began to understand who Jesus Christ is and why he loves me. Now, why do I tell you all of that? In the next few podcasts, I will be explaining the specific events that happened within those three weeks that changed me forever and why things like prayer, scripture study, going to church, and not drinking or doing drugs actually makes a difference. I will be explaining in my words who God is and why he matters in our everyday lives. Now, let me, let me be clear. My desire is not to prove anyone wrong or to try to portray myself as some holy guy. Believe me when I say it, I am not perfect. Far, far, far from perfect. But I want to help people understand that just because they have God and Jesus Christ in their lives, that everything won't always be sunshine and rainbows. I'm a missionary for heaven's sakes. I don't know how I could be more committed. And yet I still struggle with depression and anxiety. And I go to a sweet counselor once a week. I cried almost every day for the first nine months of my mission because I was so homesick and scared of what was going to happen in my life. I want to help people understand that God doesn't take away all of our problems, but, I, but by turning to him, our problems can become blessings. What I hope comes from doing this is that someone somewhere will relate to some of the feelings I've had, and that by sharing the way I see the gospel, they will begin to see all this churchy stuff in a new light. Not as a burden, but more as a beacon of hope and as a resource to gain guidance in this life. I will also leave you with an invitation at the end of each podcast. These invitations are things that I did and continue to do that have allowed me to draw closer to God and find answers to the questions I've had while trying to navigate the difficulties of life. Okay, 
So here is your first invitation. It's really simple. I just want you to pray. I don't care what the majority of your prayer consists of, but I want you to be, to pray to be led to someone who needs some of the light that you have to offer. I want you to pray for somebody to serve. One of the biggest lessons I learned throughout the process of creating a relationship with God is that he is closest to us when we are helping others. I promise you that by praying for someone to help, you will see opportunities open up all around that you have never had before. It's time to get serious about our spirituality. Find out for yourself that God knows and loves you, then do something about it. And stay motivated.